listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Let's talk about Ring's argument already is nasty. <laughs> that was incredible. Hey, if you want to compare Allen Iverson to Fred Van Vliet and you won't let me use the advanced stats, let's just dumb it all the way down. Let's go Ring's culture then. <laughs> let's just go first take style and yeah. just talk about Ring's. Who has a ring? Who doesn't? Let's, let, let's, let's go there. Let's take it there. Oh, my God. Um, welcome to a One Take Podcast, episode 150. Woo! The, the last podcast ever. <laughs> the only movie podcast the only movie podcast on the earth that will talk to you mostly about nba free agency because <laughs> that's i think what we actually want to do instead of review this movie even though i had a good time watching this movie yeah perfectly fine movie i uh i don't uh, know what else to say about it i'm sure i'll come up with something oh, i got some things to say about it <laughs> oh my god it. let's not do that we uh we're reviewing no hard feelings from jennifer lawrence and company uh this this week because uh we waited too long and none of y'all have seen indiana jones so we we're not going to review that or i might none just have seen no hard feelings either but yes let's let's go i will probably never see indiana jones and that's okay <laughs> uh, me too Okay, I agree with that. that it's gonna be a Royden solo pod. It's just gonna be me on here being like, "Y'all remember Harrison Ford in the '90s? That was cool." <laughs> All right, uh, no hard feelings. Came out a couple weeks ago now. Um, hard R comedy. They're back, right? This means that they're back for sure. We're gonna yeah. make a million of these. No, it doesn't mean that they're back. Yeah, they never left. If you ask Netflix. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's 6.8 on, on IMDb uh, for trending popularity movie right now. On the brink of losing her home, Maddie finds an intriguing job listing. Helicopter parents looking for someone to bring their introverted 19-year-old son out of the shell out of his shell before college. We stress 19 several times in this film. Yeah. Uh, no licorice she, pizza action out here, all right? She has one summer to make him a man or die trying uh, 59 meta score written and directed by Gene uh, Stepnitsky and John Phillips starts stars and produced by Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Andrew Barth Feldman, who I think was in, I don't know what else he was in besides, I think the high school musical show, high school musical, the musical, the series. Yeah. High school musical, musical, the series, the musical, <laughs> Um, of course, you got Matthew Broderick in here for some reason. <laughs> uh, Scott MacArthur, Natalie Morales, host of comedy character actors. Hassan Minhaj shows up for like two seconds. Kyle Mooney. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, yeah. So anyway, this movie's done pretty good business. Uh, $30 million on a $45 million budget for a hard R studio comedy. And, Wait, uh, how, they made how much for what budget? $30 million uh, on a $45 million budget so far. So they're probably going to make their money back. Well, probably. Eventually. Oh, 
What's up? Hey, buddy. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> okay. She's been she's been sick and we just got her back. So that's she's like, oh, it's time for it's, it's time for my right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, no hard feelings has a 68 uh critic score, 88 audience score. Audiences really like this movie. And I think Dex, you can talk about that, and I can talk about that a little bit too. But um Yuck. the my theater was full at a matinee showing at five o'clock. Yeah. It- it was weird. I was not expecting that. I went and saw it yesterday, a Thursday, uh, I guess a week or two after it's come out already. Indiana Jones was the big new movie in theaters this week. There were more people at my showing of No Hard Feelings on Thursday than there were in the Indiana Jones showing at the same time, which was weird. Uh, the critics' consensus, the, this raunchy comedy often plays it disappointingly safe, actually, but Jennifer Lawrence comedic timing and dramatic chops ensure that the end results prompts no hard feelings uh, uh. sure um dex you liked it i think i liked it let's sandwich these this like between tj's obvious hate for not <laughs> only not only the film but the star go ahead yeah uh like royden said i liked it i thought it was cute um you know it's not the greatest comedy i've ever seen or anything like that there wasn't any moment where i was like just big hearty belly laughing or anything like that but um yeah i just you know a lot of little light chuckles throughout and uh jennifer lawrence she she played it really well i thought both leads were really good in this um the story is a lot more heartfelt than i was expecting you know you get uh, a little more of the oh they're both helping each other grow up like kind of thing um than like you know raunchy hard r comedy stuff even though the raunchy hard r comedy stuff is in there uh that beach scene was real weird but <laughs> okay yeah i was just like what when i saw in the news that she was talking about that before the movie even came out i was like okay what is this and then you see it and you're like what, what? <laughs> yeah yeah jennifer lawrence doing a naked German suplex on somebody who's not something I had on my bingo card for things I'd see in a movie theater. But, uh, yeah, so that happened. Um, but yeah, I thought it was cool. They, like I said earlier, they didn't have like licorice pizza of it all going on. Uh, licorice pizza. The kid is 15 years old in that movie. And she literally meets him at his high school. Um, and they have a real romance. So I know a lot going in, a lot of people kind of worried about that whole dynamic being here in this movie too. And it's not, it's played a lot more, more relatively normal than that. Like it's not, you know, as it's still weird. Creepy. It's weird, but it's not like a crime. <laughs> it's, that, okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's not a literal child that she met at his high school. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's fine. It's whatever. I'll probably never watch it or think about it again after we get done with this podcast, but it was a nice hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes, whatever it was. And I thought Jennifer Lawrence was, you know, cute, good. Uh, I gave it like a C plus. Teach. I'm not that different than Dex in terms of my grade. I am a D, but I hated this film. <laughs> um, 
The only reason I don't give it an F is because I did laugh at the scene on the beach where she uh, German suplexed someone naked. That was I, that was the only time I laughed in the whole movie. I didn't really laugh at anything else, but that was extremely funny. Um, okay, where do I start? Uh, I will agree that you don't get into the super gross territory that is uh, Licorice Pizza, which is an awful film, and we've told you on this podcast many times it's an awful film, and we don't appreciate it. Stinks, and if um, you like it, you're weird. And what I would compare it to, though, is uh, another movie where the dynamics of the movie kept me from having a good time, even if the movie was good. And this movie isn't good. But the other movie I'm going to mention is good and people like it, but I couldn't get into it because of the premise of it. Uh, Call Me By Your Name. Just I, I could not get into it because of the premise, the power dynamics, the age difference. I just could not get into the story because I felt so weird about it. So I will admit my biases up front. I hate the plot of this film. I hate it. I think it's gross. I, so I, what's I, the what's the situation in Call Me By Your Name? Because I still have never seen it. And probably uh, he, the he, guy that works for his father, and he yeah, it's like his teacher. Teenager. Like like he's a, the guy's a professor, and it works with his dad or something like that. And he is either joining the school or already a part of the school, and he's like away for the summer, and he meets this man, and this man, this boy meets this man, and there's a a, a love story basically. Uh, uh, but because of it, because of I just couldn't, and, and like just like this movie, I knew what the premise was going in. I hadn't seen the movie yet, but when I watched it, I was like, I see why people like it. But because of the dynamics of the two people on screen who were supposed to care about, I couldn't get into it. I felt the same way here. Um, there's literally Hassan Minaj's character, uh, is like married, he he like uh slept with his teacher, and the teacher got arrested, and then he married the teacher, so they're aware of the fact that like what Hassan Minaj's character did was illegal, even though he was in high school uh, because he wasn't 19, but they keep telling you that our main character is 19. I actually, and I'm sure we'll get to my Jennifer Lawrence takes, but I actually don't fault her for this movie being bad. I thought she was fine for what she was given. I just don't think the movie is particularly funny. Uh, I didn't necessarily have a good time. I, I, I thought there were scenes that were really weird, like her crashing the high school party and then they're trying to do the... Uh, uh, what do you call that? The uh, 21 Jump Street thing where all the, like the now in high school, the kids are more woke. So she's making jokes that would have been okay when she was in high school, but now the kids are woke. Yeah. So she makes a joke about them being gay together. And now they're like trying to get It's a about. worse version of the 21 Jump Street thing from a yes. decade ago. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to do that, you better do it better because that was a decade ago. And at that time it was like, wow, that's so, that's like well thought out. Like, oh my God, it would be different. Like, now it's like, oh, it's old hat. I've seen it, and this isn't as funny. But anyway, like, he's in bed with a girl. It's never really explained why he's in bed with the girl, because they're not sleeping together. But also, like, he's in a state of undress. And then she goes into the a 32-year-old woman, breaks into the room so she can cock block a 19-year-old boy with a 19-year-old girl. I just, I, I, I could not, I could not get into it from a funny standpoint. And my theater was probably half full, and people were not having a good time Jennifer Lawrence being naked is not something I expected from this film. <laughs> I actually, I, I actually was like, why is Jennifer Lawrence, who's a big movie star, naked in this particular film? Um, I, I don't know. I just, I, I love our rated comedy. Like I watch super bad, like religiously. I probably watch it like once every three months. So I'm fine with a, a, a comedy that pushes the lines, but if you're going to make an R rated comedy in the year 2023, like it has to be, it has to be un like it has to be it's so much harder to make a comedy like that in these times that we live in because 
we just view all these things differently. And unfortunately, I'm similar. I view these things differently. And I just, I don't know. I thought her comedic timing was fine, I guess. I thought the male lead, I have no idea who he is. I thought he was fine. Um, it was like nice to see Richie from the Bear pop up for about 17 seconds of combined film time. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I way too famous or way too good of an actor to be like, uh, like the yeah, pop in, lead. pop out. Yeah, like put, get, give him some lines, like give him some more scenes. Uh, he's great. I love the bear. The bear's real cinema. Uh, shout out to Richie from the bear. Uh, I didn't particularly enjoy this, and I thought I wasn't going to enjoy this because of Jennifer Lawrence, but I actually ended up just not enjoying it because what was on the paper so i can't use this film itself to impeach the resume of jennifer lawrence although i did not enjoy it it is not her fault that this film is not enjoyable to me it was not her fault i thought she did fine with what she had on the screen i thought she was funny or at least like you could see she was supposed to be funny not that i was laughing but some people in my theater were laughing at some of the jokes so um <laughs> i will give it a d because i cannot give it an f because i did laugh very hard when she was whooping ass uh on the beach i laughed very hard at that so i gave uh, it a d. Teej hates fun. We, this has been yeah. known. I love fun. I <laughs> this just has didn't been have known. I just didn't have any. Hey, uh, Royden, Royden describes dating 19-year-olds as fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do this. <laughs> Let's not start that. What are we doing? Oh, man. Hey. Okay. Let's Why uh, don't we do that. Let's. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Oh no that is not what i said <laughs> tj hates comedy all right anyway i had a good time with this movie for what it was they just don't make raunchy sex comedies anymore they do At go out of the theaters yeah they do they do go out of their way, Teej, to be like, he's 19. Remember, he's 19. He's 19. He's 19. And you're just yeah. like, okay. I, I all right, we were in with the premise when we bought the ticket. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it is what it is. But I think um this what this suffers from a little bit, though, is like weird pacing with some of the jokes. To me, I don't know if y'all saw uh, saw this or not just like when they would make the jokes they would almost linger on them a little too long like they were waiting for you to have a laugh track it felt like and instead of making it quicker and we're moving it was really it would linger a lot on some of those things i thought the back and forth between lawrence and uh oh you got me thinking of richie from the from the bear but and Warren whatever the fuck yeah Andrew Barth Feldman I thought the between Maddie and Percy I thought it was like those are actually really good interactions like they really seem to I don't know connect with one another but I what I wish would have happened they really try and comedies try to do this now they really try to like lean into the sentimentality of like people in comedies now like we're gonna try to make this comedy deeper than just jennifer lawrence is naked and fighting teenagers on the beach or whatever it tries to lean into like her dad problems and his anxiety issues and all this stuff 
being bullied <laughs> yeah being bullied in the sixth grade which you're like okay i guess that's formative i guess but like it didn't really need to do that and i'm not sure it quite does it well so it doesn't it the third act sort of slows to a crawl with that being said the the dick in the in the finger trap joke was unbelievable yeah i i did unreal laugh at that one. <laughs> unreal <laughs> i was like because they could have been doing stuff like gags like that the entire time and they really slowed it down to like try and heighten this relationship that you aren't really rooting for to begin with so you know i just eh. know the second animal now there's a cat <laughs> so yeah i don't know i just it, it for what it was i enjoyed it i thought jennifer lawrence was 110 percent committed to the bit um obviously and yeah i gave it a b minus walking out of the theater i don't know how i feel about it now i do know that most of the people left from my theater satisfied for whatever that's worth so yeah. like it's definitely most... one of those like you know yeah that was a fun time most of the people in my theater were like they're on dates very obviously yeah and like you know perfect little movie for that which is like the larger conversation around and i don't know uh, it kind of stinks that this is the movie to have it around but it's like one of those ones where they put a full court press on to really advertise this movie and get it out there jennifer lawrence is the star we have the big star doing stuff that she doesn't normally do this is the summer comedy when really we used to even up until i don't know Tej, maybe you can bag me like like up until like what 2013 maybe we had multiple summer comedy like i think True. they did they did a rewatchables on this the other day that like this is the end was quite literally like sort of the end of major studio comedies coming out all the time. Incredible film. In theaters. And look, I don't think it's as dire as people make it because yes, Dex, they do put out shit ball comedies on every streaming service all the time. Facts. But none of them resonate really. Like sort of say... Like Dumb and Dumber, if that came out on a streaming service, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I think now the problem with like the streaming service side of it is that they have all these people go make their own comedies where they're the stars. Like, you know, this is the end. You've got a pretty star studded cast of people all doing it. But now Netflix is like, okay, we're going to have Adam Sandler make a hundred million dollar comedy or whatever right. we're gonna give him a hundred million dollars to make a comedy and he's gonna make a piece of shit and just go on vacation go with his friends to hawaii yeah yeah and then it's like we'll also have david spade do a different one but not be in that other one and then we'll have kevin hart do one but he's not involved with any of the other ones it's like we don't it's too spread out they don't like just add them up you know did y'all watch that one with him and mark Wahlberg? absolutely not who and mark Wahlberg? 
Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Spencer Confidential or whatever the fuck. No, it wasn't Spencer Confidential, which was like one of the highest rated movie, like watch movies on that service. It was like something basically where he needed to get away from his family or me something. Time. Like, me time, right. It's like, oh, stay at home dad is is neutered, but he gets uh, with crazy Mark Wahlberg. Dur, 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 dur. And hijinks ensue. It was it was horrible. It was the most unfunny movie. There's a six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Thirty-two oh, percent audience score. Yes. So bad. The audience score is thirty-two. Man, you have to be a real shitty ass movie to get a thirty-two audience score. Very very bad. It was it was horrendous. I watched it like over Christmas break with my uh, with my in laws, and I was just like, this stinks. Um, but I just think, I don't know. I like, I think there's a larger conversation to be had around comedies in general. And I think we probably, you know, had it on this podcast and it's, it's weird that the weight of comedies get put on this sort of okay by any sort of standards, raunchy comedy, but that's just kind of where we are. I I think the... My biggest issue with this movie particularly is that so there's all these movies we have or rom-coms that we have where they're like an odd odd couple. Like there's a reason why they can't be together. There's a reason why they haven't been together. It's either because they're best friends and they don't see each other as sexy or many other reasons why they're like an odd couple and you know this person is an introvert but that person is an extrovert or this person is a popular kid and she's the nerd. Like they, there, we have this 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 lineage of oddball couples who come together at the end because they find common ground, they help each other, and they realize that they can help each other, and they fall in love. But with this, they lean into that same formula, but you can't have the payoff because it's still a 32-year-old and a 19-year-old, and you can't have them fall in love and be together. So you're left without a finish that you typically get in a rom-com, and the finish is that she drives them to college, and then we'll just be friends. And it's like, yeah fine but that's not, that's not why i watch a rom-com that's actually not what people want in a rom-com what they want is to have you show people who you see that they have chemistry before they see that they have chemistry and then they figure it out in the end and be together but this but isn't this movie, a rom-com this is more along the lines of a slapstick it's like, a slapstick coming of age story yeah. but see that's my issue though if it is just a slapstick comedy we don't have to have the thing where you have the whole 20 minutes in the middle of the movie where they go to this nice dinner and she's sitting there thinking about how cool he is and he's singing a song for her and then he sings man eater and then you break up that moment by having the high school girl come over like we actually don't have to do that we can just stay on the slap ball comedy but when you start to when it starts to lean into like oh my god like i'm learning stuff about myself by hanging out with him and I see the value in him. We obviously know that he's going to fall in love with her. And we know that she's not going to fall in love with him. But I just felt like it was weird because you can't have the payoff of that. So I don't know why you paved the road in the first place. I found I found that whole middle of the movie part weird. I found it completely weird. Like, it's not funny that she's learning stuff from him. But also, it's not entertaining. And also, uh, Jennifer Lawrence can't have chemistry with a 19-year-old kid because that would be weird. So we're just left with, like, we just got to get through this 20 minutes of of serious content before the high school girl pops up and we're back into our comedy. I just thought it was so weird. Uh, tonally. I, I was totally turned off by that, that part of the movie, like totally. Um, I, like I said, they do try to do the, 
we're going deeper here thing and don't do that. And they, the, the, the payoff was always going to be that he was going to find out that his parents set this up. Like that's how these movies work all the yeah, time. You knew that was going to like, he's going to, that's going to be the reveal we're going to get. Yeah. And, and I think that you can still do that. I just like the, it would have been the easy decision and the one, but it's the one that makes sense and it works out all the time. Ha- and maybe you can't do it after he gets punched in the throat at her or she, he punches her in the throat at a, at the party, but just have him get together with the other girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that seems like a layup, like just have him get together with the other girl and she blesses the union. And then we're good. Or helps like... him do it. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah, that it feels like the easy way out, but it makes the most sense. And they just didn't go that direction. And it felt like they wanted to make like a pivot, you know what I mean? And here we are really diagnosing this, the, the, this sex comedy, but like, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, to me, it was like more like a dual coming of age story than it was like a, like a rom-com, you know, she is 32, but she's been running from her daddy issues for forever. And he helps her realize that or whatever. And now she can afford a car. Cool. And he's like super shy and never comes out of his shell. But now he can because he's had alcohol and he's taking a pill. So, you know, cool. Well, it's the arrested. It's arrested development that we've seen forever with like, do it's you the, the switch up is that it's not Seth Rogen. Who's a man, baby. It's yeah. now Je- Jennifer Lawrence is, is doing the thing. You know what I mean? Uh, that that's a really good point. That yeah, Seth Rogen has been has made ten of those. Like he comes <laughs> yeah. of age, they finally get maturity, and the maturity is really like I'm not going to smoke weed every day. I'm just going to like go out and actually get a job and put on a suit, like Step Brothers. <laughs> like oh, yeah. we're not going to actually just be children. Like we'll actually work like two hours a day, and then we'll be children for the rest of the day. End of movie. <laughs> yeah, but for her, it's like I'm gonna do the same shit that I'm doing now, just in California, <laughs> right? <laughs> And that's the coming of age. I'm gonna go drive Uber, but in LA. <laughs> yeah, I can finally. My dad's never coming back from the store. I can go to LA. <laughs> I also thought he was a dick to her. Like, obviously, it doesn't. It didn't. It hurt him to find out that she had been betraying him the whole time because this whole thing was set up from the parents. But when they're in the bedroom, and he first of all he nuts on her thighs. Uh, and then all of a sudden, he says like the hilarious. meanest, the meanest possible things to her. That's and why your like, dad never loved you. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, like, fuck, God, <laughs> I'm gonna come back to visit from Paris, and you're still gonna be here. I'm like, God damn, that's so rude. I'm gonna move to Paris and do what, you bum? Like, <laughs> <laughs> not talk to girls? <laughs> I'm gonna be living in Paris. Yeah, okay. Um. I do say, I will say some of the interactions that Jennifer Lawrence had, like with the male nanny was really funny to me. I did not see the male nanny coming. That shit was funny. And, Kyle uh, Mooney criminally underutilized at Saturday night live for like a decade. <laughs> the, the whole first interaction they have at the, the, uh, the adoption center or whatever, that ends with him macing her because like she looks like a fucking kidnapper. Just that that shit was good. That was funny. It 
Look, it would have been a lot funnier to me. I think people in my theater laughed. It would have been a lot funnier to me if they didn't fucking do it in the trailer. Uh, yeah, I didn't really watch that many of the that's trailers. A good point to be too. No, that's a good point. The whole the whole film is in the trailer. The entire thing. Um, I also didn't quite find the interactions between her and her like arrested her pregnant friends that funny. Like I said, the timing of like the edit was off a weird weird bit. I don't know. It was, wasn't as snappy for me as I thought. Like, I think those are funny people that she's interacting with, but like, it wasn't that great. I don't know. Yeah, but, it could have been better. Yeah. I think this also needed, like, I understand it was only $45 million to make. This needed one more famous person besides, you know, like Matthew Broderick, who hasn't yeah. been in anything in like 30 years, but like, they should have made like, the the mom should have been someone who we like really care about i feel like that would have been way funnier have y'all ever seen the cable guy uh yeah great matthew broderick film i i, I i'm obsessed with jim carrey like i as a kid i watched every jim carrey movie every single one uh and i watched the cable guy probably a hundred times as a kid like i know and it's not even that good of a movie like when you go back and watch it it's like this is stupid but i watched all the jim carrey comedies and for whatever reason childhood teach was really into the cable guy, but that is my Matthew Broderick movie. And so when he popped up, I was like, "Oh shit, Matthew Broderick is here!" I actually did not know he was in this film. Like I, when I was in the theater, I did not, I didn't see him in the trailers. If he was in there, I didn't notice him. And so when he walked on screen, I was like, "Holy shit, Matthew Broderick's in here!" But you With did this really weird need hair. Another, you need another famous person. And that I could, I thought to use that as a shot against Jennifer Lawrence before we got on this podcast. But I realized I don't have, I don't begrudge her for her performance in the film. But you did need another star in the film. This movie is a lot funnier if like Marissa Tomei or somebody is the mom. Like if Jessica Williams is her roommate, the movie is at least ten percent funnier. Like you need you need another comedic. Yeah, she like, needed you, somebody to like live in the house with her or something like that. You know, we saw Elaine make uh you peep whatever what's that set that that Jonah Hill movie in Lauren London. We you saw people. Elaine like. Oh, yeah. She literally, a movie that did not have a lot going for it, she literally was just like, came out throwing 100, and it was like, ah, this very funny person is actually crushing this shit, and this movie is not good, but when she's on scene, you're going to have a good time. They needed a, a, another comedian. They definitely did. Yeah, I think that, I think they just, one more famous person would have would have done wonders for, like, just to draw you into the screen a little bit, because I felt myself pulling back from it a little bit more, but anyway, uh that's the review of you people. Um, anybody no wants... hard feelings? <laughs> oh yeah, and no hard feelings. That yeah, the movie we're actually reviewing. Yeah, I'm glad we yeah. didn't do a you people review on this pod, did we? We talked we about, about it, but about we did it. not review it because yeah, we had to talk about it because that I think I wrote nice. a review about that one. Uh, yuck! You went on, Tej. You went on the. You went on like a diatribe of the the fake kiss. I remember the that fucking one. fake kiss. The, the, the AI kiss is still so offensive to me. So it's jaded me. When when uh when uh Jeff Lawrence posted up a close, my first thought was, is this AI or is she really naked? I like had to think about it for a second. And I hate that they've done this to me with stupid AI. Like we just saw in the last episode, we just saw nine dead people in that film. Like nine dead people were just in the film. Hey, look. Dead people are here. Now, I don't know what's real, what's not. This AI is ruining everything. So I thought Jennifer Lawrence had AI titties at first. But I said, no, that looks pretty good. They still some great real titties. Full I frontal nudity from Jennifer Lawrence. In this, in, this is like and a, this movie. In this movie of all films. This well, she did it. 
Um, I think it was Red Sparrow or whatever the spy film that she tried to. Well, that's make. good. Worse. Um, <laughs> she did. She did that. It was like for a while now. She's been kind of obviously like her her personal life was sort of litigated and you know and scrutinized in in the public and of course she was a part of one of many famous celebrities a part of those celebrity leaks like a couple of decades or a decade ago and so she's sort of like since then been trying to like reclaim herself which good for her and so I guess this may have been an extra step in doing that, but also I thought it was like the best scene in the movie. So like it is what it is. I don't know. You know, I don't know why she did it, but it was funny and completely just, out of nowhere. See, I, I just see. saw the Cardi B response to you tweet. I'm fucking dying, bro. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, not to did. interrupt. bro. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's fuck? more important. <laughs> I made Cardi B laugh. We signed Fled Van Vliet. It is a good day. It is a it is a good it is a good day, bros. Are y'all uh, are y'all together now? Uh, I hope so. I'm I'm really hoping so. If she if she's hearing this, I know she's a listener of this podcast. If she's right. hearing this, Cardi, I love you. I've been a fan of your music since since literally day one. I was watching, but and at the time where Cardi was becoming a thing, I was watching Love and Hip Hop at that time, and I was like, I'm in love with this. Uh, ratchet funny lady from love and hip-hop lord literally did i know that she was going to become the biggest pop artist in the world <laughs> um but i love her and i want her and contrary to what she believes if we did have an affair i would not tell offset i don't even know offset i don't have his number i don't know anything about offset <laughs> I, I can tell him anything i don't know offset yeah but he he, he's gonna know all. you <laughs> that's worth the risk that is way worse the risk whatever he's gonna do to me it's worth it that's worth fine. it easy that's fine. <laughs> I make that trade ten times out of ten. He he can tell me exactly what he's gonna do to me, and I'm like, okay, I'm still gonna do. I'm still gonna hang out with Cardi B. Easy. <laughs> All she gotta do is let me hold her hand, and I'll, I'll take the offset beat down. I don't care. Yeah, you be in there like a uh, fucking Percy. Like, you just you just need the thigh real quick. Just he said, just a sniff, please, <laughs> please. I just need a crumb, Cardi. Please, please, please. Anyway, I did some uh, additional film study for this podcast. Um, I rewatched. Uh, Was the that on the after- orange, uh, orange YouTube? Uh, no, 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 not that kind of film. <laughs> not that kind of film the orange YouTube is hilarious. <laughs> um, I watched. I rewatched um, Silver Linings Playbook last night. Um, a movie which, that we were going to talk about actually initially and then I was just like let's just do a new movie which I think it, I, I don't think people will begrudge me for saying it. I think it's her I think it's Jennifer Lawrence's best performance um, yeah. it's 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 a good movie it's a really good movie I don't think it's like is I don't think it's like Oscar best winner like movie but I think it's a pretty good time uh, Bradley Cooper is in it and Bradley Cooper is literally incredible so it's hard not to have a good time when Bradley Cooper's on the screen. I rewatched it. I still enjoyed her performance, but it's like to me, it's the outlier. It's like I've seen her, I've seen her play in the finals, and I've seen her be a good contributor in the finals. But also, I've seen her uh, go full jaw and beat a lot. And so, with that was what though? Like, what's your what's your? I mean, so, I feel you though. So, she's like a she's a she got a little, little playoff Jimmy in her. Yeah, like, yeah, like I, I it's I feel like, like you're it's... you're an eighth seed in the regular season, but like <laughs> you know, on occasion, 
come winning time. <laughs> I, I, I want, and I was watching, and I was literally watching Silver Linings for the, I think this is my second time seeing it, maybe third time. I was quite literally watching it to hate on her performance. I, my goal was to find parts of the movie where she's like, she doesn't crush this. And I don't think that she like does a Florence Pugh and goes absolutely crazy. See, if you could put Florence Pugh on a back, I, I keep going back to this movie and it, it's not because the movie is good. When I was watching Don't Worry Darling, I was of two minds. I was like, this film is so bad. And I was like, Florence Pugh is so good. Like the stuff that she's doing is so interesting. It, it's like 900 levels better than whatever the hell Olivia Munn was giving her. And it's, it's mind blowing that she could be that good on a bad team. If you put Jennifer Lawrence on the Rockets, like like if, if she was our Fred Van Vliet, we're losing. We're not winning very many more games. If you put Florence Pugh on the floor, we might not win that many more games, but it's going to look a lot better. Our offense is going to look a lot better with her there because she's a fucking superstar. And yeah. it's not – my issue with, with Jennifer Lawrence is not her acting level. I don't think anyone is running around saying that she's the best actress ever or the best actress in Hollywood. I think my issue is more of the star level of – can I put her at the center of a movie and the movie is automatically better than it would be if I subbed her out with her average white woman replacement? And I, I don't <laughs> usually I don't see how I cannot replace her with the average white woman in Hollywood and come up with a similar product. Whereas every time I watch a Florence Pugh movie, whether it's good or bad, I'm like, I don't know if you can put anybody else there. When I see Olivia Coleman pop up in Secret Invasion, I'm like, yeah, she's way better than this show deserves. But also, Olivia Coleman is she's fucking amazing. Like, there's just some people that have that star power, and I, I just, I've never seen Jennifer Lawrence as one of those people. And I think she's overexposed as the leading character, as the big star in your movie, as the only big star in your movie. But this time, she, I don't think she was overexposed in this particular movie. I just think this movie's not very good. But, yeah. it, it, but it's not her fault. It's not her fault that the writing is weird. It's not her fault that the premise is weird. Obviously, she took the movie, and I'm sure she got paid very well for it. Uh, but I, I, these, I watched two Jennifer Lawrence movies with the intention of hating on her, and both at the end of both movies, I was like, okay, I can't hate on her based on this performance. So I don't want to uh, just shit on Jennifer Lawrence. I still think that she's slightly overrated as a movie star, but I don't want to hate on Jennifer Lawrence in these two films. I think she does. I uh, think that era job. where she was the I'm just like them, like movie star, the like, cool girl. Yeah, I eat pizza by myself and like <laughs> whatever. Like, all, watch me fall down the stairs. Like that I'm clumsy, era, just like you guys. That era of Jennifer Lawrence, I feel like soured a lot of people on her, but because we can't like anything, we're just the fucking worst. If people like some somebody too much and you don't already like them, you're just like ew, like you know. <laughs> so it's I think like that. Gross. It turns yeah. your stomach when you hate someone and everybody loves them. It literally turns your stomach. You're like, or like I didn't even hate her at first. It? I didn't hate her at first. And everyone was like fucking loved her. And I was like, I mean, she's fine. And then like the love for her just kept going higher and higher. And I was like, no, fuck her, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but no, actually, it flipped somewhere. And I never understood the flip. But then again, I wasn't like Twitter poisoned until about like maybe three years ago. But like, but yeah, now that's all kind of died down. I'm just like, yeah, like she's cool, you know, <laughs> like she does there's her a, thing. She's there's good. A, yeah, there's a couple things here. Is one, and this is not just our biases showing. I think time will tell this, and it's not necessarily Jennifer Lawrence's fault because she had a kid. She took a break from acting. She was she used to be in like three projects a year because she was in X Men and all this shit. And now she's like, 
I'm going to do like one movie a year. And that, I mean, I think that's a good playbook, but also because of that, she has since allowed Florence Pugh to market correct her. (laughs) And that's not her fault. It just is. It has happened to several actors and actresses through time in memoriam. Well, now everybody's going to get a break because we're about to have a strike. Oh, yeah. For actors, right. So now, if you want a break, go take it. (laughs) Unless you're a reality TV star, you're going to get a lot. There's a big break coming up for you soon. So everybody gets to take All those people from the challenge are like cracking their necks. This is my time. (laughs) The Jersey Shore cast, like, look who's back, baby. You thought you could live with your failures. <laughs> Where did that bring you? And Rob Deerdeck still cashing checks like Bobby yeah. Bonilla. <laughs> like Bobby Bonilla. Oh my God. I uh so yeah, I, she got market corrected by Florence Pugh a little bit, especially in the dramatic space. Um but there was an overexposure. And it happens with it happens with a bunch of people too. And I don't blame them because I would I, listen. If I was there, she was in people, everything. I, that would be me too. I'm not turning down anything. I'm not. Re- I don't even have to read your script. What's the check like? I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be on set. I'll be there. Just, I would love to be an overrated actor. Holy shit! Yeah, I'll, I'll be everywhere. <laughs> you want me to do well, one commercial? Not, I'll, I'll do a commercial for that. Sure, why not? I'll show up. Even like overrated is weird because it's like she. she was nominated if you go back and you watch winner's bone which which she was nominated for and she was like 20 years old you're like who is this she is unbelievable and then you watch silver lining's playbook and i think people's mileage may vary on that i think big c critics don't like it as much or think it's a real a little exploitative it's um, definitely exploitative but i it it is it's it's hard to there are i see how people criticize it but like it's just it's just like it's, it's endearing it's endearing it's it's very endearing and Y'all you're rooting gave for the Brendan fraser and oscar for the whale so fuck that like <laughs> that's right that's, that's exploitative you actually <laughs> did give give that man an oscar i, I still can't believe that happened I, <laughs> I literally can't believe that happened. And I so, like Brendan Fraser, and I still can't believe that God, that movie sucks. Anyway. But for a time, she's just going for it, and she's going for it. But then, simultaneously, she's in the biggest YA franchise since Harry Potter. Yeah. And it's just like... And, and then there are she's what, in six of X- them? Seven no, of four. them? Four. Four. And then oh, four she's in... Like four X Men, and then she's actively trying to get out of X Men at the very last one of those films that they made. But like, I it, she was everywhere, and like you said, T, just not your fault. Fu- like, I too would be cashing X Men checks. You know what I yes. mean? So, I don't know. I, I've always liked her as an actress. I thought that she has always been, like you said, serviceable, if not good, in what. She's done. And at times she's gone for like 50. So I don't know where to put her. Now, do I think that we may have to reevaluate what we think about her in her later? And she's only 32. We we, uh, talking about her like she's like 75. But like, are we going to have to reevaluate what the middle of her career now looks like? Like, I think Sean Finnessy and the people at the big picture said that like, 
she's like Goldie Hawn. You know what I mean? Or an actor from the 70s and 80s that did all these comedies or were the sort of this ditzy blonde in these comedies in the in the mid 80s. And I think that kind of works for her. If you look at her career, and she's way smarter than I'll ever be, like, especially with handling her career. But I just think that, like, you look at her career, that's probably a space that she can carve out that we don't have, you know, anymore, at least. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's kind of tough to decide where she kind of ranks among, like, Hollywood actresses of her ilk because I mean first off Emma Stone's been running that like age group since Ooh, like man, Emma Stone is amazing man. she popped up like <laughs> that cohort Emma Stone's had on lock for years but we're not gonna and, sit here and act like Emma Stone doesn't have some stinkers she does sure, but, but like she is the highs all, she makes baby weird stuff I, I guess Jennifer Lawrence did make mother which wasn't as much weird as it was just objectively awful but Emma Stone <laughs> has found her she did the comedy stuff and now she's in her very weird i'm just gonna be in extremely weird movies that are fucking bangers and i'm just gonna be amazing and it it i i love emma stone like i, I from the beginning i was like whoever this woman is she has got it watching easy a which is a perfectly fine rom-com it's fine there's nothing special about it i'm like this particular woman is great she's in super bad and I think that she's very versatile, and I don't think Jennifer Lawrence is not yeah, your crazy, versatile. stupid love. Like, yeah, all like that she... happens before you hit like La La Land and the favorite, and I'm sure she's gonna go off and pour things. Like, you know, oh, she's gonna go crazy and pour things. And yeah. I'm there day one. I cannot fucking wait. Emma Stone, Ben Hur, like, um, so you know, like they're kind of, I don't know, like. That they feel like benchmarks for each other in my eyes. Like that's the comparison point. And it's like Jennifer Lawrence to me, she's not that, but she's still really good, you know? And then you have like your Margot Robbie's entering the scene now where it's like, Margot Robbie is really her. Like, I, sorry. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell no, that's you. That's who she really got Margot corrected by was Margot Robbie because yeah, they are the exact same age. Like, yeah, and she's been, Margot Robbie has been uh, like a quote unquote star of the film more than Florence Pugh has. Um, and listen, Margot Robbie's about to set the summer on fire. Barbie marketing is fucking everywhere. And they're out, they're about to put Nolan to shame in terms of numbers. And Greta Gerwig is really her. And Margot Robbie is her, and Issa is really her, and Barbie's going to be the greatest movie of all time. So I, I, I like that yeah. mark correction better than I like the Florence yeah, Pugh. Margot Robbie might finally beat the box office allegations. <laughs> yeah, but if we want to talk about box office success, you know who's blowing them out of the water? Jennifer Lawrence. Well. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> That's because you cowards didn't go see Babylon like we told you to. But we told you to go no see it. No one saw Babylon. <laughs> Stop talking about that fucking movie. Good lord! If rules, Ugh. I might watch it again. Not tonight because it's late, but maybe tomorrow. It fucking rules. Spend five hours on Babylon. <laughs> it legitimately would take me five hours to watch that movie at home. <laughs> right. I don't it know. would. Me too. Because I would rewind every fucking scene 
because every scene is perfect. That's why yeah. it would take me a million five hours to watch. Margot Robbie missing her spot that mark in that movie. Oh, that scene's so fucking good. That scene is that's that's gonna be one of the top three or five, three or four scenes of the year when the year's over. That scene is life changing. <laughs> and then Margot go. Robbie had I Tanya banger, like absolute banger, low budget banger. Stunned, she like actually not stunned. I don't remember who won for that. Maybe she deserved to lose, but I feel like she should have won for that. Uh, what's her face? Uh, Janine, Ali Janine. Yeah, she she won. Uh, yeah. yeah, she won the best supporting. But I mean, I don't supporting. know who won or yeah, best supporting who won over Margot because I know Margot was nominated. But anyway, and Margot's also really talented. But I think Margot. I don't. I obviously Jennifer Lawrence at the box office has made a shitload of money because of X Men, because of Hunger Games. Like she's been in some absolute huge IP, and so I don't think like the money side. She's definitely made more money than Margot Robbie. But is she a bigger movie star than Margot Robbie? Maybe she's not in that lane anymore. She's not trying to be, but I don't think it's particularly close. And Margot Robbie has like I just think Margot Robbie is is equally if not more talented but like a better movie star and it's hard for me to describe why i think that is but i think margot robbie is more of a movie star whereas i think jennifer lawrence is a is an actress who's been miscast as a movie star and she had to play the role of a movie star and she's probably going to have more fun in her career and do better projects in her career now that she can she doesn't have to be just a jennifer lawrence movie she can just pop into shit that she likes that's why i don't understand why she why we're in this film right now why she do no hard feelings she's the star of the movie the movie's not particularly great. She's got to carry it, and it, it's like it's not doing bad at the box office, but it's also not doing good at the box office. Let's talk like, about things that she wanted to do. She's made a billion dollars. She doesn't have to do, you know. It's just like I'm gonna go have fun in Montauk, you know. Yeah. Well, call up your favorite directors and get into their movies and be in the movie for seven minutes and be the best part of the movie. Like that's I would have so much more she fun did with that. Did she, career. I was gonna that's say she, she did do that. She, she do did that. Do that. But... She did that last year. In, In what? what? Uh, oh, fuck. The uh, climate change movie two years ago now. Oh, uh, don't look up. Don't look, don't look up. up. Okay, you're right. You're right. I mean, she's more of that say, Are you talking about Cosplay? Because no, that's not what happened. That's, that's a movie I'm never going to watch again, even though I did enjoy it. I'm never going to watch Don't Look Up again. I didn't. I Oh, I you enjoyed didn't like Don't it. Look Up. I was going to say I did not enjoy Cosplay at all. <laughs> I thought I thought Don't Look Up was actively bad. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, so what are we watching? Anything new besides... The fucking bear! Oh right! I need to get back into it. I need to catch up. I uh, obviously I watched season one when it came out, but I haven't started season two yet. I this weekend is happening. Yeah, I think it's going to be for me Ooh, too. Lord, I wrote a review it, about it the is, first season. It is real cinema. Yeah, long holiday weekend out here. I'm. Oh, that must be nice. To oh, I had a four day weekend too. Thank God. Thank yeah. You. I just they didn't give us off Monday. I just took it off because you know fuck that. But nevertheless. Yeah, out here so i will be watching the bear been watching secret invasion actually enjoying it same i'm, I'm same. liking it episode same. two was really good uh don teetle and samuel L. jackson were trading bars and i'll fuck with that facts uh, i like I watch it so i'm the target audience but so far i'm having a pretty good time i watched extraction too which uh dex refused to review so uh <laughs> teach you want to talk about it real quick i haven't seen it yet i was gonna God. watch it tonight 
I I was I would like turn down Extraction Two, and I was like, I don't remember shit about Extraction One. So I thought I was just gonna like breeze through Extraction One, watch a couple set pieces, and I got caught in it again. I was like, I like watching Hemsworth do this, but he's not making any jokes. He's not Thor. He's just beating the shit out of people, and I enjoy that. It's a lot <laughs> Brethren, of that. I have to tell y'all, I saw Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Oh my god, I'm so jealous. my god, he did it again. He fucking did it again. The goat. That's crazy. That's I don't know. Crazy. I don't know what the fuck happened to Tom Cruise a, a few years ago, but he just woke up one day and decided I am never going to miss again, and and he has, <laughs> except for lying about movies, lying about the Flash, which I'm lying about over. the Flash. Hey man, he's just out here supporting Big C Cinema. Uh, you know, he just wants people in the movie theaters. He doesn't care for what movie. <laughs> sending very weird, no, sending very real and normal tweets of. <laughs> Nothing like a double feature of Barbie. <laughs> I'm just like y'all. So weird, man. And then, uh, and then, shout out to Margot Robbie. They just cop her and Greta Gerwig just copied it. That's really funny. We're gonna go see Oppenheimer. Y'all should too. Which I, I bet love. You Greta Gerwig was like, this movie fucking stinks. <laughs> I bet you Greta Gerwig hated it. I bet she hated every minute of it. I can't uh, wait. But yeah, Dead Reckoning Part 1, obviously not going to give too much away here, but it rules. Um, I'm going to have to rewatch Fallout, which I'll probably do this weekend, so I can decide which one I like better. But it's it's definitely a conversation. It's up there for me. Jeez. High praise. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. We're almost there. The summer is here, y'all, and Real Cinema is back. Um, What else? Am I, I finished Shrinking. I think I said that. I'm going to start watching Platonic after I finish The Bear, but because of the way my emotions are set up, every time I watch the episode of The Bear, I kind of have to take a little break because it's <laughs> super emotional, but it's incredible. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it. That's that's all I've been watching. Caitlin and I watched the the summer I turned pretty on Amazon, which uh, I was last that? year. Um, it's not good, but it's good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yes, I actually think you would like it. Um, uh, probably. I was supposed to review it and just never got around to doing that. Like so. it's it's messy teenage drama shit, and it's just like, eh, sure. They're coming back for season two soon if they haven't already. Yeah, um, so. it's. I saw what, Asteroid City. You did do that. Is it, it good? Was, yeah, I liked it. I've never seen a Wes Anderson film before, so I don't know how to compare it to his other work. But yeah, it's. It's weird and it didn't make any sense and I don't know what the point was, but like I had a good time. Like the vibes were good. Welcome to like, a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. Like I was watching it and I was like, I don't are they trying to like send a message here? What's this about? What's the point? And basically in the movie, they're like, There is no point. Just tell the story. I'm like, all right, cool, that works. Four stars. I liked it. Sounds good. Um that didn't do great business, I don't think. And it's also going to come out in a month on digital or whatever. <coughs> I feel like apparently it's his highest like uh, box office opening. Was weekend. it? I th- thought it didn't. I don't think it did like good business, but it did like good for Wes Anderson. His movies never do good business, but they're also never really that expensive. Well, that's not true. That's not true. The they are sometimes expensive because of the cast, but sometimes people want to work with them so bad that they just get like Scarlett Johansson will work on the movie for like nine dollars. And 
Yeah, I think like the Grand, like this isn't where this is just where we are, but like the Grand Budapest Hotel in 2014 made like 173 million dollars in the movie theaters. Yeah, alone. Wow. Yeah, and like Fantastic Mr. Fox, of course, that's like an animated movie. That's more than Ant Man. Ant Man is the reason why everybody is being got fired. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Ant Man literally, the Ant Man was so bad they were like, no, we just have to actually. Just get rid of ESPN. It's like, are we going to sell ESPN? It's like, no, we're just going to fire all the employees because Jeff Van Gundy's going to have to. Jeff Van Gundy's going to have to fight Paul Rudd. (laughs) Oh man! Hey, just real quick, it was his biggest box office weekend of his career. But um, yeah, whatever that's worth. Before we uh, before we wrap up, um, my message because I don't get to talk about this anywhere. Hey, Rocket Twitter, chill the fuck out. (laughs) <laughs> chill out i'm yeah. tired man i'm tired hey as of this recording hey, we have not we signed sh- dylan brooks so things are okay things are fine things are absolutely oh, no fine. oh no <laughs> put that out into the, you've been putting that out into the world too much please if we beat the dylan brooks allegations i'm going to be talking like we're going to win a championship just that's a good off season for me. Just Fact. if we sign Just Fred Van Vliet sign and don't Dylan, sign Dylan Brooks, that's a good off season. You know, welcome Cam Whitmore, welcome Amen Thompson, and uh, Dylan Brooks, you're not welcome. Jay hey. Prince is not approved. Here's the thing, man. <laughs> you're not. Hold on. One second. We good? All the animals are attacking Rudd right now. They're attacking each other. They can't. This we're fostering this dog, and it is un, unreal. They just go at each other. Anyway, um, yeah. So you had to spend money. So stop complaining about spending money. We literally had to. We we were talking about this off pod. The Rockets have lost a thousand games the last two years. <laughs> Shut up. Stop complaining. Shut up. <laughs> That's my biggest thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dude, I don't care. Just remember how we felt in fucking January when it was like, oh, my God. Well, someone is in this fucking season. Why is Steven Silas still employed? What are we fucking doing? If I see one more goddamn busted KPJ pick and roll, I'm going to gouge my eyes out. And now I see Dacian Knicks throw it off the backboard uh, another time. We and y'all are complaining Dacia about Nix another year? Another Dacia year. <laughs> Dacia Nix is gone. That is a successful offseason in and of itself. I feel bad, like, shitting on a 20-year-old trying to chase his NBA dream, but also he was the worst basketball player I've ever seen. So I don't know. I, like, dude, get him out of here. Like, I want stinks. him to chase it elsewhere, like in China. is a great <laughs> economy. I, I want yeah, go see the world, son. You yeah. heard like Melbourne has a really good basketball team. Yeah, the like the world's big, bro. There's a lot hey, of bro, basketball. FC Barcelona, played. they'd love you. <laughs> he gonna drop anyway. thirty over there, over there in uh, in Barcelona, and I'm gonna be like, good for him, Rockets legend, Dacian Knicks. But I don't need to see any more of him with the Rockets. I'm sorry. Anyway, stop complaining about years. It's not your money. I mean, kind of is because you have to go to the games to fund the team. But anyway, it's not really your money. A lot of them don't even live here. Don't even go to the games. They <laughs> just. They're just mad. <laughs> if I see like KPJ season sixty nine complain about fucking an, another thirty million, I'm gonna lose my mind. I got I got to log off. I'm too online. Anyway, <laughs> that has been a one take podcast. 
uh, One Take Podcast on Twitter, One Take Podcast on Instagram. Not a bad episode. Dex, uh, Dex accuses me of heinous crimes. We talk about ah. Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> it was a shot across the bow early on in the podcast. Hey, I, I just trying to defend my man, Teach. You know. <laughs> that's all i do not endorse that statement and never have and never will thank you very much just gotta make that clear yeah happy birthday to dex by the way coming up appreciate that big it's coming. 28 it's coming they're, 28 uh, are there famous 28s it's my adrian Ooh. peterson year <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah, oh no, oh, no. Who's, who's a, give me another 28 man <laughs> what do uh, we got <laughs> uh famous 28 hold on Famous NFL 28. I don't know if there's anybody. Marshall Falk? No. I mean, Darren Woodson. <laughs> does, does Ronaldo wear 28? Wear 28? He wears seven. No, yeah, that, I don't know why that popped up. Best jersey of 28. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Uh, yeah, Marshall Falk. Yeah, my Marshall Falky. There we go. Sure. Like okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so happy birthday to Dex. You can follow him at Lord Dex Hinton. You can follow Teej at less underscore humble Teej. They are pumping out slander you content. And uh, you can follow me at Roy Nogletree if you feel so inclined. Thank you for liking, downloading, subscribing. We really appreciate that. Do it or don't. Sure. Thanks. That'd be great. Or do. But uh, anything else before we go? Dex, what are we doing? Hashtag support Florence Pugh. Is, 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 our, is our next movie going to be Mission Impossible? Is that is that happening? Yeah, I may I may actually do Indiana Jones with a with a, another guest, but if y'all uh, see it, let me know. But I think it's going to be Mission Impossible. I've been hearing mixed reviews about Indiana Jones, but not... Nobody has said it's the worst movie ever, which I thought... We're going, we're going long, but I they... They fucked up when they premiered it in front of the, all the hoity-toity people at Cannes. Yep. They're just like, yeah. "Why did you do that?" This is not a Cannes movie. This is a, a summer blockbuster. You yeah. know what? I really need to go fucking see because everyone says it's the best movie of all time. Past Lives. Yeah, everyone that yeah. I know who's seen Past Lives has been like, Same. "Oh my god, this movie has changed my life." I got. So I'm gonna that. go check it out. You liberal elites in your major coastal cities can get it. <laughs> Not yeah. I. Katie Mills Mall, baby, showing past lives. Real quick, when when you said that you had to go all the way to that other theater to like to see that movie, <laughs> I wanted to slap you so bad. I was just like, I got to go all the way to this other theater across town to see the best movie of the summer. <laughs> that oh drive was an hour. I was like, yeah, then I looked man. on the map and I was like, that sucks. Like that actually does. <laughs> it's all like literally on the other side of Houston. Like could not be further away and still be in Houston. <laughs> but worth it. Well, good for you. Uh, one more time, Dex. What are we doing? Hashtag Sports Morning 2, baby. Yeah. They know me best, the key that I won't forget Too soon, I can't keep on losing you I can't keep on losing you
many mistakes do it take till you leave when I'm left with my hand and my face all red and the face looking at you like Wait. I know I ain't a saint if it ain't too late well I can't keep on losing I run away so fast but my heart like gold but it break like glass and my shit get old and I act so young baby. 